What's up, y'all? Um, this episode was supposed to be a bonus episode. Uh, a lot of stuff came up. I was supposed to have uploaded this earlier this week around, but like to uh, Monday or Tuesday, but stuff came up. I had to get some stuff done, and I've been super busy. So instead of it being a bonus episode, I'm just going to upload it as tonight, uh, well, as this week's episode. It's not that long. I know y'all probably saw how long it was. Probably like 30, 40 minutes, something like that. But uh, this uh, this episode is, is, is different because, like, one, I was working out, like, taking a walk while recording it. So that's why my voice is sound kind of funny. Uh, right now, I'm in the editing process where um, I'm going over it. And I decided that I need to, you know, let y'all know why my quality sound the way it does. And, um, yeah, I just hope y'all enjoy. I'm just getting to a, per- a little bit of my personal uh, life, telling the story about what I did when I was young and how I feel about certain stuff, how I was feeling at that time. Uh, I appreciate, appreciate y'all for listening. And uh, I'll see y'all next week. What's up, folks? This is Ken Ledesma. Hey, uh... This is a special episode of the Nirvana Experience. If I sound kind of different how I usually do, it's because I'm recording from my phone. I'm out doing some walking around, uh, exercising and stuff. So I'm a, uh, this is going to be one of the bonus episodes. It's going to be Let's Talk Part 2. So I'm just going to really get into some stuff about myself and get some stuff off my chest while I get my workout on. So to start, I already know. That I literally just uploaded an episode yesterday, but like I said yesterday, I was gonna I was gonna do this uh, either today or tomorrow, and um, it's been a month since I re- well almost a month since I released this top part one. So let's get into it. Uh, to everybody just listening, I hope y'all had you know having a good day or whatever, had a good weekend. Um, y- y'all know what I've been thinking about. It's so hard. I, I talk about this a lot, but it, it's so hard. It's so hard to, um, so hard to uh, be in a serious committed relationship nowadays. Super hard. Not just for women, but men too. There's some good men and women out here, but the way society set up now, everybody out to get something from somebody. That's the fucked up part about it. It's been years since I even had a woman. You know what I'm saying? And one of the main reasons because I'm so desensitized to the way most women are nowadays. It ain't even on women. It's just I just don't want to deal with that shit. Um, There's one woman who you know, that I love them and love with and everything like that, but it ain't the right time for us to get together. And, you know, she's the perfect, I don't want to say candidate, because it makes it seem like that. I got multiple motherfuckers that I just want to be with, but she's just like the perfect, to me anyway, she's like the perfect woman. But um, being a man, you got to realize your shortcomings and work on them. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't, I ain't in a position to even take on the responsibility of taking care of a woman right now. Um, I'm at this transition in my life where I learned a lot of stuff too late, so I'm in a process of rebuilding myself. 
a lot of people who I'm who I'm friends with and close to, you know, they doing good. But I don't want to compare myself to them. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be real with y'all. I can say this because I don't told him this like personally. You know, on the phone, I think me and him talked or we were Facebook. I can't remember, but it was a little while ago. Uh, co-producer of the show, Jay Jamal, one of my best friends in the world. At one point, I used to feel like feel some type of jealousy towards him, and what we call is like, I don't want to say jealousy. I was just hate, you know what I'm saying? And the reason I was the reason I was really hating because, bro, is younger than me, but you know, he already done found his wife, and me and his wife have a family. You know, they doing, you know, from, you know, this is just my perception from the outside looking in. Because, you know, like, even though that's one of my best friends, you know, I don't get all in his business and shit, especially with him and his wife and fire. Uh, he one of my best friends in the world. So from the outside looking in, he got his wife, he got his kids. They just recently got into my house and everything like that. So I used to feel a little jealousy. I used to hate on this shit. And I, and I told him that. And he was like, it ain't no need to be hating. Because... Everything is just in due time, God time. It was just like I realized it was just his time to find his woman, and they leveled up like that. But that's what I want to be on, even still to this day. Like now, I don't have no jealousy in my heart at all towards him at all, not none, because I had to realize that the Most High God is in control of everything, and when it's my time to reach that, to reach that level, the woman reaches. You know what I'm saying? So that's my brother. So, and and instead of me hanging on that man and doing green shit, you know, I wanted him and told him because I like I ain't I ain't used to feeling that way about nobody. And um, like I said, I love him and his wife and his kids. Those are my nieces. So like, I wish nothing but the best for them. But I was a hanging ass motherfucker though. I'm gonna be real with you. I was straight up hating. Um, I just it made me feel like society and put this pressure on me where I felt like when you reach a certain age, I just hit 30. So in my head, I supposed to be in a certain position, certain stature, had this amount of money and everything like that. But I had to come to realize that the way the economy is, man, bro, people is living with roommates, people is back home with their parents, grandparents. This shit is out of control nowadays. Bruh, rent is too fucking high nowadays. It's, it's like the cost of living is way outweighing the amount of money that people get paid their job. And that's the issue. And I'm falling into that category where I feel so much pressure by me being a man and, you know what I'm saying? My folks, my grandma used to always ask me, how come I don't got no girlfriend? Why I don't got no kids and all that type of stuff? One. The reason I don't got a girlfriend because, like I say all the time, I don't like the way most women carry themselves nowadays. It's not all women, but it's most of them. Two, I don't want to put myself in a position where I end up hooking up with a woman or being with a woman, and we bring a life into the world, and I can't get that child everything that I didn't have and dance on. Because that's the type of dad that I want to be. So that's why I don't really be involved with different women and stuff like that to avoid this. And um, my grandma thought I was gay and everything. She was like, grandson, are you gay? I'm like, nah. 
She's like, you gay? You can tell me I'm still going to love you. I'm like, no, nah, I ain't gay. But it, it just... It just used to baffle me that that's the first thing that come to her mind was me being gay. So, in the process, in the process of that, I'm like, man, it's at the point now where all the pressures I'm feeling, it was starting to become too much at one point. You know what I'm saying? I really felt, still feel to this day, that. The, the the pressures of being a man is so much of a burden on me. Because when people look at you, family and everybody, they look at you, and if you ain't doing a certain thing, they talk shit about you. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not for that. I'm really not for that at all. And I'll be wishing everybody the best, but I'll be really feel like that people is against me. Even though I have folks in my corner, but I'll be feeling like folks is against me. You know what I'm saying? I had a conversation with one of my sisters. Like, she really thought that I didn't have a job. <laughs> so, like, it, like, she argued me up and down, said some of the most hurtful shit that a sister can say, but that's how she felt. That's what she thought. And like I told her, I understand the reason why she said that. I understand that. I ain't gonna get into it, but I understand why she why she felt the way she felt. Why she said what she said. I do understand. But I just don't I just it just it's just hard being a man. It just it is. I don't I can't speak from a woman point of view because I'm not a woman. So I don't understand what it's like to be a woman or how hard it is to be a woman, but I'm just saying with it. So it just it just it just been it just been tough on me. And you know what I'm saying? It just I just been feeling I, I, I've been feeling like I'm under a lot of pressure lately. That's all. Um, have y'all ever sat back and thought about decisions y'all made when y'all was young? Because, like I said, I'm out here walking around, and that's what I'm that's what I'm doing now. Is I'm talking to you know the people that's listening. I'm talking to y'all, and I'm and I'm just sitting here thinking about stuff that I've been through and decisions I made. I really did. <laughs> little, little dumb shit that kids do, like steal out of Walmart and all that type of stuff. I'm going to tell y'all the story. All right, so we lived in some apartments when I was a young kid. I was like, I wasn't even a teenager. I think I was like 12 or 13, either one. We lived in some apartments. And literally five minutes away in a car and about 10 minutes away on foot was a Walmart. This was way, way back in the day, like in the early 2000s, the early to mid 2000s. So I go over there to Walmart. I started noticing we had we had a PlayStation 2. So I started noticing that they had games just sitting out <laughs> without nobody watching. Like like now, if you go to Walmart or something like that on Target, to buy a video game, you got to get the person that worked there, and 
you have to they have to unlock the case the, the uh, case, take the game out they sell and go to the register and you pay for it then they give you the game. Back then in the early two thousand, it wasn't like this. So you go back there in the entertainment section. It was the PlayStation Two, the Nintendo GameCube, and the original Xbox. All of them had games out. Now, what I didn't know was some of them had security devices in them. Where you walk through the door, it'll go off. You got to show a receipt. So what I was doing was me and my friends we'll go inside the Walmart, grab a couple of the Walmart bags from the front of the like front of the store, and walk towards the back of the entertainment section with the bags, right? So we'll go back there. No matter what the game is, if it's out, we're taking it out, putting it in the bag, and walking out the store like we paid for it. We did that about three, four times. About that fourth, fifth, sixth time, we ended up coming across one of them games that had, on, and then we so stupid because on the side of the game, it say security device enclosed. I didn't know what that meant. Putting all, we're doing our same usual routine, putting all the stuff in the bag, putting everything in the bag here. Out the store, the alarm go off. The person at the door who uh checked the receipts like, let me see our receipt. So we asked like, we're like, damn, what I do with their receipt? At that point, she knew we was on some bullshit. Called the store manager. Store manager called the police off. We getting like we we had a whole bunch in the bag. We didn't even just have games in the bag. We had games, um, finger, uh, light light finger lights and shit. Had all this in the bag. Police like, look, y'all didn't officially leave the store with the stuff, so y'all technically didn't steal. So if y'all just fess up to what y'all about to do, we'll just let y'all go, and y'all can't come back to this Walmart no more. You get banned from the Walmart. So I'm like, man, I like my shit. I'd rather do that. So we did that. We took, we picked that option, and the police was like, where y'all stay? We were like, we stay in these apartments, charred over right around the corner. They were like, oh, okay, y'all get in the car. So me and both my friends, they still end up taking us home. Police came to the door, told my mama, had me in handcuffs and everything. My brother and sister and all my friends was outside looking and shit. Police uh, told my mama, my mama like, what happened? What he do? He was like, well, man. No, he was like, well, mama, we caught him and his friends stealing games out of Walmart. My mama instantly said, she was like, I'm finna beat your ass. Bro, I instantly got scared when she said that. I'm like, man, damn. So, <laughs> she took, like, the police left. My mama took me in the back room, tore my ass up. You ought to think that any normal kid will learn their lesson from this shit and not do it no more. Bruh, a month later, I was back in this store doing that shit again. I don't, I, the thing is, I can't tell you why. I don't understand it myself. But, that's just what I did. Bro, it got to the point where I started getting small with it because we had an Xbox, a Nintendo GameCube, and a PlayStation 2. And we had tons of games to each one of them because my mama, dude, who she was dealing with at the time, got it for us. So we had duffel bags, like we had like three, four duffel bags full of just games. So it, it literally was no reason why we was at the Walmart stealing games because we had so many of them at the house. But just like back then, like just like now, I have 150 games or 132 games on Steam. 
150 games on Epic, plus games that I got from Ubisoft and the GOG launchers. And I still feel like I don't have nothing to play. I felt like that even back then. Had all the old games, and felt like I had nothing to play. Going, going to, uh, going to Walmart. I like, yeah, see, I ain't gonna get these, John. It got the security device in there. So, so anything that had the security device enclosed on it, I didn't get that. So everything else was fair game. The biggest haul that I had when we came back to the house, it was me and my friend Woogie. I came to the house. I had two bags full of games. He had one bag. He would stay with us. So that that was the biggest haul we ever got. Cause usually we'll go up there and get like two, three, four games, max five. This time we had like twenty some games. Cause we were just putting some of everything from GameCube, Xbox, and PlayStation in the bag that didn't have the security device on there. So we were just putting everything in there, putting everything in there, putting everything in there. My mama came in the room and was like, cause what I what I try to do is like come in the house. And hurry up and go to the room so my mom won't see me with the bags and shit. So I was successful in doing that, but what threw it off is when she came in the room right behind us when we went in the room. So cause usually when we come in the house, we'll stop by and talk and go in the kitchen or whatever. whatever. We we like we came straight in the house, went straight to the bedroom and pulled all the games out on the bed and on the floor and shit. So my mama, my mama came in the room behind us, scared the dog shit out of me. She was like, where y'all get these games from? I was like, these the same games that we took last, last time and we, we ain't even played them guns. She was like, where y'all just coming from? I was like, we were just outside. I'm lying my ass off. I was like, Ma, I, I just came from outside. She was like, how come did nobody see you out there? She was like, I asked Tutu, like, Tutu was one of my childhood friends and kind of like girlfriend at the time. She was like, um, I asked Tutu where you was at. She said she didn't know. I was like, I was like, well, I was outside. She was like, what you were doing when you was outside? Bruh, my mama knew I was lying. From the from the get-go, she knew I was lying. But instead of me telling the truth right then and there, just going to take my punishment, bruh, I tried to keep up with the lie. So I kept lying. She was like, why you fucking lying? I was like, damn. She was like, I'm finna beat your ass. She was like, y'all got these games from there? Y'all went back up there and got them games from Walmart? I was like, yeah. My mama instantly started beating my ass. When I say instant, she instantly started beating my ass. Took all them, like all the games that we had just got, took all them hoes. To this day, I don't know what she did with them, John. This was over 20 years ago. Bro. Now, this was about 15, over 15 years ago. Bro. All I know is when she went to sleep that night, I, I took a couple of them games, like the one that I really wanted, like the Spongebob game and all, like, all shit like that. I took like four or five games out of the bag and put them in the room. But I put the bag back like where it was at so she wouldn't see nothing, like, think nothing happened. Yeah, folks, uh, it was a, I had ended up receiving a call, so the, uh, I had to, you know, edit it and, you know, finish the show. But, um, like I was saying before, before the call came through, look, man, I was putting the, I put the bed, I put the bed bed like, so my mom wouldn't see like, did I even went in the bed to try to get the game, bro. I went back to her closet the next day, me and my little brother, to get some more games. All them jumps was gone. To this day, I don't know what she did. I don't know if she threw them away. I don't know if she gave them away. 
I can't tell you the same my fucking life. I just don't remember. And uh, I got my ass beat again, and this car did something. Like I used, to, I was just a troubled child, bro. I used to always just do dumb shit for no reason, like for absolutely no reason. And uh, man, it just, I just sit back and think about shit I used to do when I was a kid, and be like, bro, why did I do that shit? Like, what was the what was the point of me even doing that? Like it lit, like it's literally no point in it, man. I'm out here walking around. Like I said, I don't know how I sound as far as quality go, but I'm out here walking around. I'm like it's, it's 98 degrees out here right now, and I'm taking a walk. You know, just getting some some exercise in, get a sweat on, and I'm noticing it's in the middle of the summer, and I'm in a neighborhood with a lot of houses, but I don't see no kids outside. Bro, I remember when we was kids, bro. We used to go outside, and my mom would be like, don't stop running in and out of my house. Y'all letting the air out. Or she used to lock the door. <laughs> and we'll be outside all day, man. Me and my brother sister get into some shit, go swimming and everything during the summer. It's so different now. It's like kids don't, it's like kids don't be kids no more. It's crazy. But, um, I want to send a shout out to every person that take the time out to listen to the non experience, bro. Because y'all don't understand how y'all making my dream come true. Like, right now, my following, I got a following. It's a nice following. Um, I don't, I have a lot of listeners, but I don't have a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? It's perfect because each week I grow and grow with more people listening to the show. Um, Anybody who listens to the show wanna you know wanna spread it through word of mouth. I appreciate it. I appreciate everything that that's happening in my life right now, especially when it comes out to this podcast. Uh, the reoccurring listeners, y'all mean a lot to me too for the simple fact that each week that I release some content, no matter if it's bad or good, y'all sit there and listen to it, and y'all come back each week just to hear me say the same, like hear me say the same similar things that I talk about. And I really appreciate that. Um, I'm going to tell y'all my goal, what I want for the show. All right. All right. I just started about two months ago. So in May of 2024, I want to at least have my show expanded to the point where I have other outside guests appearing on the show other than people who I know personally. I want this show to be a success because this this is what I'm putting my all into. I can see myself like doing this podcast and talking to y'all, even though I might not know y'all individually, bro. Y'all be giving me such therapy and such a like I, I thoroughly enjoy doing this. I love being able to talk to y'all about certain things and get stuff off my chest to y'all and like y'all don't know me personally either. But y'all sit back and y'all listening to me. I may not be the most entertaining. I don't know. This show has this show involves so much. My original idea with the Nirvana experience was to talk about video games, wrestling, and news. If you listen to the first two or three episodes, I did that. But eventually, the show just started involving. Not saying that I won't talk about games no more. Not saying that I won't do none of this stuff no more. I just talk about what I want to talk about now. I don't put constrictions on myself no more. You know what I'm saying? 
and and I just want to say I appreciate each and every one person, one uh, everybody that's listening to my show, bro. You know, Jay Jamal, he co-producer, he be giving me ideas, helping me out with the production of the show. Raquel, she gave me ideas for the show, uh, for last week's episode. So I just want to give a special shout out to them. Um. What I want is to eventually one day have my teacher, the man who taught me a lot of stuff to be on here because he funny as hell and his insights, the way he think about shit is like out of this world. Uh, have him on the show one day. Or one of these days where he teaching, I have the podcast recording and you pick up what we talking about. So uh, my walk almost over with. I made it back to my neck of the woods. Like I said, I appreciate everybody who taking the time out to listen to me just ran and just talk. And um I see y'all this weekend. Peace.